My style can't be duplicated or recycled. This chick is a sick individual. Sick tape, volume two. Believe it. Oh. Oh. Let me switch up the game. I drink that cone. Welcome to the Girl Help Me Out podcast with me, Rachel Harvey. We are officially in 2020 in a new decade. And I'm feeling very excited. I'm feeling very rejuvenated from the past couple of weeks. And I would love to give you guys a an update, I guess, a, a weekday, weekend, two-week update since our last episode. But basically, you know, I was home for a little while. I got to spend some quality time with family and friends, um, especially my Grammy. And I just love visiting her at her place. She's in an assisted living place now called Four Chill in Franklin, Mass. Um, And it's so funny because every time I go and see her, she, you know, she kind of forgets like when my mom tells her, hey, Rachel's going to be around. She's coming. Um, you know, obviously it, it slips her mind a little bit, but it's great because every time I walk into her apartment, she goes, oh my God, a surprise. Um, and every single time without a doubt goes or follows up with your mother can keep a secret. And it's, it's true. Um, and it's, it's super cute. It's super pure. And, you know, we just kind of hang out. I, I bop around with her to her different activities. I always drop her off at dinner. Um, She does have a couple of good buds there, which is nice. And it's super cute. Um, The last day I was hanging out with her, she was playing Pokino. And basically it's like, at least what they were doing, was they had like bingo boards, but instead of just numbers, it was uh, playing cards, like um, play card pictures. And then the staff member who was running the activity would hold up um, these playing cards, like giant. They were huge because everybody's got to see them. And there were four different ways you could win um, the pot of quarters that everybody contributed. You could either, if you get like the center, then you just call out like Santa and um, you get the quarters, or there's four corners. Pokino is just like getting bingo, like getting five in a row, and then you can do four of a kind. And it's just like so entertaining, truly, to sit there with, you know, a squad of older folk, um, and especially folks from New England who have these heavy, heavy accents. Um, A lot of these residents are from the greater Boston area. So like, it's just really, really entertaining to hear because you have the staff member calling out each, each card saying, all right, queen of hats, who's got the queen, queen of hats on your boards. And then everybody's like searching for the queen of hearts, putting it down, you know, calling out like, I got four corners. And then the staff member saying, no, we already, we already gave away four corners. And then two minutes later, somebody else calls out four corners and it's just kind of like a repeat act sort of thing. Um, I think Edna, my Grammy, I think she called out 
Pokino about five times, even though somebody else had already won Pokino. But it's just, you know, again, very pure, very entertaining. Um, always a really sweet time with her. And then I came back to Baltimore after about five days up in New England. And then I immediately went up to New York. Um, two of my best friends live in Brooklyn. And so me and my other friend who lives in the DC area bust up together. And this is like my Mary Wash crew. So we were all um, spending the new year together in Brooklyn and Williamsburg specifically. It was super fun. Um, you know, we went out to a bar by my friend's apartment and it was just like nice. It wasn't, you know, team too much. It was just, it was like low key, but still a night full of tomfoolery, which is what we would always get ourselves into back um, at school. Um, and, you know, we took our talents there for a few days and then came back. And now I'm kind of just settling back into life and really trying to get things set up for the new year. I, um, I washed my sheets today for the first time in 2020. So very thankful for clean sheets. Um, I have, you know, most of my laundry done. I cleaned my bathroom, you know, I'm trying to just like get things in order. Um, and this week will be my first full week back in the office. We had a couple days last week, so everything's just kind of picking back up again, which is good. Um, but again, it's always nice to, to have some time off. Um, but I definitely want to, you know, enough about me. Um, I want to jump into this week's episode, which is all about newness and, you know, in honor of our new decade, our new year, I wanted to highlight three tips that I thought were, you know, the most, um, important at this time that make, make the most sense to talk about now. And those tips are making new friends, the new semester, and the new kid. Um, and I wanted to focus on the the consistency of, of, of new and what being new means now or doing new um, sort of at our age in, into the real world um, compared to what Ned and his crew um, thought of these back in middle school. And of course, reflecting on then and the now, and hopefully um, this episode will bring you some new insight with some new giggles of 2020. As you can see, I'm really into this newness right here. So I want to jump right in um, in honor of January and, and what's to come. So let's get into it. In a middle school full of bullies, ah! insane teachers, ah! and gross school lunches, Ned Bigby, that's me, and my two best friends try to do the impossible. Create a guide that will help you survive school. So the first tip I want to cover in this episode is making new friends. And 
right off the bat, the three points that are made in the show or in this episode um, are one, don't judge someone because of their clothes or face. Ask people to join your table and make friends. And be nice and be yourself. All very self-explanatory. And I think like, especially in school, middle school, high school, and even college, like it's, it's definitely like the way we make friends and the way we view friendship, I think is very concrete and consistent and similar in the sense that like you're in this environment that's very socially structured and academically structured and, you know, everybody is there to learn, but also like friendship is what uproots you in education and in an educational setting. And it really does depend on like the effort and what what you put into it is what you'll get out. And I think that component is still very the same um, in post-grad and young adult life because it's it's sort of like you're thrown into, again, your work environment. You kind of have your work friends um, who can translate over into being real friends, which fortunately I think I do have with um, my coworkers and especially in the camp world. It's very natural to become very, very close with your coworkers. Um, I mean, when I was like a counselor at my old camp, that cohort of other counselors and myself were very, very close and I still keep in touch with a lot of them and I would call them more than coworkers. And, you know, now that like camp is my full-time job, I, I am in an office setting where I'm friends with coworkers, we'll make plans at work and it's, it's kind of lucky that I have these like built-in friends almost at work. But I think like in general, you know, especially with don't judging, you know, don't judge someone because of their clothes or or their face, <laughs> which is like sounds kind of funny to say out loud, but it's true. I mean, and I and face I think could mean like facial expressions, how they outwardly show who they are. Um because everybody is trying to make new friends, um, especially in this big, scary real world where, you know, we're so focused on work sometimes that it's hard to, you know, once you're out of the work environment, come home and then you're like, all right, now what? Um, you know, I know for me, especially when I first moved to Maryland, I would come home from work and often bring my work home with me, which is like so hard to not do, especially with like, nonprofit jobs, I feel like, and maybe others can relate for sure. Even in, you know, corporate jobs, like all jobs, it's hard to not bring some work home with you or to like check your emails as soon as you get home. But, you know, I would often do that. And I think it was also like more because I didn't necessarily have like the same circle that I had in school. And it was it was really hard. It was really hard to finally like accept that I needed to to put in some more effort here if I if I wanted to be happier. Um, and so I remember I was sitting at work one day and I literally just, you know, my my boss at the time had told me about like recreational kickball and 
like these leagues that were part of what was called Baltimore Social. Now it's called Volo City. But I remember one day I was sitting at work feeling bad for myself, which I told myself, you know, okay, stop feeling bad for yourself. It's time to put yourself out there. You've been here for a while now. Like we need to, we need to start making some friends. And so I signed up for a kickball league right then and there. Thankfully, I had a really good friend from college already who was living near me. So I recruited her to come with me to kickball. And we ended up both doing it together. Um, You know, Flip Cup followed all the kickball games at the bars in Baltimore. And it was really like the first time that I had like plans to do things with other people, as crazy as that sounds. But it really, really, you know, if it wasn't for me just saying like, fuck it, let's go, like, fuck it, we ball, um, then I don't know what I would have done. I would have still been feeling bad for myself, I guess, because once you open one door for yourself, then easing into it is just extremely, you know, each day gets extremely easier and and kind of makes that post-work like, what the hell am I going to do now until I have to go back to work? Time frame so much easier to deal with. And, you know, anybody, I think, can relate to the fact that no matter, like, how many school friends you live near, you still, like, are searching for more people to kind of, like, get yourself acclimated to where you are. And I think, like, you know, in the future when we cover moving and, you know, friends who move and things like that, that definitely happens so much more in the real world because, and, and, and it also is harder because like once you make such a good friend and then that friend moves, you're like, shit, <laughs> now it's back to square one. Um, and, you know, that's happened to me a couple times since I've been here and I've had friends move, you know, right after I met them or friends move like a year after we're both living in the same area. And so it just gets a little tougher in that sense. But also I think if you go into a newish environment or an environment you've been in for a while, always thinking like, I want to make new friends. I want to make more friends. You're going to. Um, I'm constantly meeting new people this past year, I've met so many people. And I think all of that really just kind of snowballs into like more people to reach out to or hang out with, or, you know, if we're hosting like a party or something, like we can have different outlets and different groups to, to tap into. And I think that's, what's really cool, but you really, really do have to want it. And that's something that I especially learned. Um, after moving like into Baltimore. And, you know, especially when Ned says like, ask people to join your table and make friends, like as silly as that sounds, it's true. Like you're not gonna, it's just not gonna happen if you don't ask people to join your crew. Or if you say like, oh, can I bring my roommate to this? Or, hey, I have, I have somebody that I want to join us for tonight. And I think like bringing friends of friends or meeting friends of friends is super common nowadays. Um, And 
because everybody's just trying to meet new people, truly. No matter how many friends it seems like somebody else has, they're still looking to make more friends. So like, I feel like now, you know, there's not, there's groups and there's, you know, your squad, your clique, whatever, but it's not the same vibe where like, they're not going to shut out other people, including yourself. Um, and so if you're more open to people and then those people are going to be more open to you, it's just a natural effect that at least I've seen happening. And also just being nice and being yourself is, is a given. I mean, if you're not nice and you're not yourself, then you can kiss any potential friendships goodbye. Um, even just like if you're going out with people for one night, like make the most of it. Um, and you never know what could happen. I mean, something could really blossom. And so really just in conclusion with this segment, um, you know, you should always be seeking out new friends no matter what. Um, don't stop making friends even when you're old and wrinkly because like I mentioned before, my Grammy, she has had a couple of uh, friends in her in her place. And thank God because she's still making friends at 89 years old. And I think that is just a testament to what we should be doing now. Um, and so I hope that was somewhat reflective and insightful, of course, because that's what I'm here to provide you with and always just be making new friends. And I'm glad that, you know, this is something that was highlighted in the show and that is totally translated into our world now and, and what we're all just trying to do, which is have a good time and be ourselves with other people who are being themselves and want to be with us. Kane is in the building. With Hollywood code, I'm with Molly G, bro. Flying Holly Grove chicks to my Hollywood shows. And I wanna tell you something that you probably should know. This that slum dog, millionaire Bollywood flow. And uh, my real friends never hear it from me. So, the new semester is something that definitely brings this sort of like impending anxiety feeling. Um, to life. And this, you know, particular tip is very interesting. There's a lot more points to this one, which I think are all very important. And I think somebody who is in graduate school like myself, like this is definitely more applicable to that crowd. But I think you can also like apply this mindset to, you know, your new job or, or whatever you're you're in professionally because you can sort of think of your career as broken down into semesters. Um, you know, there's always like the holiday season, the summer, um, you know, starting, starting off in the new year and, and like the fiscal year and like all that stuff. And so um, I think this can apply everywhere. Um, I definitely want to talk 
more of in the lens of grad school for sure. And then a little bit about how like camp can kind of be broken down into semesters. But basically, um, a new semester really brings a lot of a lot of things. So some points that Ned highlights specifically for a successful new semester is make a new semester to-do list, get started doing things on your list ASAP, make sure that you know where all your classes are, try to do better than your last semester, try to maybe get on honor roll or principles list this time, try to make new friends, hence the last tip. And if there are any new people, such as teachers, principals, students, try to help them feel at home by being nice to them. And it's just funny, like, these are so, like, point blank and probably sound very, like, juvenile and mediocre, but um, hopefully I can shed some new light to these. So basically, like, I am probably not the worst student I know, but just... I have a hard time with like just jumpstarting things and getting things going. So, you know, I apply for scholarships every semester and I kind of like wait till the absolute last day to turn in my renewal application. And, you know, I barely make a to-do list, if I'm being honest, like for either setting goals or what I need for classes. Um, in my case, I take two classes a semester and it's part-time, they're at night, so I sometimes don't feel totally like immersed into my school environment because I am like coming from work and, you know, I'm really there to just get things done and then go home right after and and then I do things at home, but it's not homework every single day, so it's definitely not as thrown into as I was an undergrad, obviously, but I still think that, you know, it's important to get things in line. So don't pull a me and don't wait till the last second to even like register for classes. Like just do it right away. Just stay on track, which is something that I have been able to do surprisingly is staying on track with my academics. But um, really like prioritizing what you need to do beforehand is important. And I get what he's saying here, you know, get started doing things on your list, whatever they may be ASAP. And that's something that I definitely need to be better at. And so I'm going, I'm going to try, that's a testament right here to be better and hopefully make something happen. Um, you know, I think definitely like if there are new people, you know, try to make them feel at home by being nice to them. This can definitely apply anywhere. Um, whether it's at work or at school. Um, I definitely met new people in my classes this semester. There's always somebody new I'm meeting, which is great. Um, but I, I always try to be helpful if I can, if they, if that's what they're looking for, um, since I've been in the program for a few years. But I think this is perfect for the camp environment. And even with like, we always tell our staff, all right, if you're a returning staff member, how are you going to make this new guy feel good? And 
we try to kind of trickle that down to the kids. If you're a new camper, how do you want to feel welcomed? Or, you know, if you are a returning kid who's been coming for a few years and there's somebody new in your bunk, how are you going to make them feel good about being here? Um, And something that my boss and I did this past year was participate in a cohort uh, that focused on values-based education. And two of the values that we picked to kind of like dissect and thicken and really like come to life were hospitality and tradition. And we realized that you can't have true hospitality or you can't like really live out the traditions of a place without being hospitable and without including some sort of hospitality because if you're not including new people in in a places like values or mission or vision or traditions or whatever then they're not going to feel like they're a part and so that's something that I really really have taken to heart um that I've tried to translate into outside of the direct camp environment and I think that the only really the only way to to have a successful semester per se is by just trying to make that happen and you know I think like at camp at least our biggest semester is over the summer um, when camp is in action but then our fall semester is a little more low-key but we're still really plugging things into you know, our calendar. And then our spring semester is like just, you know, hit the ground running. Um, We've got a lot going on. I'll be everywhere. We're doing recruiting, hiring, everything like that. And it's just a really, really exciting time. And so I think before every camp semester per se, I do try to kind of take a step back, look at my calendar, think of what I need to do, how I need to be better. It, it is a good like checkpoint. Um, starting new semesters are just great checkpoints for where you're at, what you want to be doing. And obviously coming into this new year is like coming into a new semester. And so, you know, I hope for those who are also in grad school, have a successful semester. And really the only way that's going to happen again is, is what you put into it. And I'll be the first to admit that, again, I can do way better. You know, I want to – somebody told me one time that if you're not getting A's in grad school, like, what's the point? And, you know, it's kind of true. Like, this is really the environment where – I mean, it all matters, but, like, where I feel like this is directly my job. This is my work. And if I'm not acing this, I shouldn't be putting the time into doing this. And so – that's sort of how I gauge a new semester. Um, you know, obviously with with a new semester comes weekends of fun and and really taking the time to just enjoy that part of it as well. But really, um, it's just, you know, setting new standards for yourself, really jumping into it and hopefully cruising through, but with your head held high and just hitting all those goals because that's really that's really what it's all about. Let's go. Tonight we're going hard, 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 hard. Just like the world is ours, ours, ours. We're tearing it apart, 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 apart. You know we're superstars.
The last thing I want to talk about is the new kid. And this is something that I personally, like, I haven't had experience being the new kid. Like, I've never, but again, no, that's silly. We've all been the new kid um, at some point in our lives, whether it's, like, new at work, new at school. Yeah, I don't know what the F I was thinking saying that I've never been the new kid. Like, I've clearly been the new kid in certain situations. I'm just thinking back to, like, when there was a new kid, like, in your school or in your class with, you know, alongside people that you've grown up with for years and then somebody new kind of flies in and and they're considered the new kid. That's kind of, like, what um, we've been thinking about or what we think about when we hear the phrase, the new kid. Um, And basically jumping into what Ned says, he says, invite the new kid to lunch, introduce yourself, be yourself, you'll make friends. And if you are making new friends with a new kid, be good to them and introduce them with your friends. And don't judge by the way they look or come from, get to know them first. Again, all very self-explanatory, like we get it, Ned. Um, but it's funny. As soon as I saw the first one, invite the new kid to lunch, I feel like now that's invite like your new neighbor to brunch. Um, I, I really do think brunch is a time to come together, get a little weird, eat tots, uh, kind of recover together. And the way to really like kind of get to know somebody, get through with people is is through brunch, whether it's a boozy brunch or just a recovery brunch. Like that's kind of where we all come together and giggle and laugh and share stories. And, you know, I'm really thankful like to have sort of this like neighborhood crew. Um, we're called the Ann Street Dream Team. And um, we've done a couple brunches now. And the first one we did like it was all sort of like we were new in the sense of being new to each other. And it was just like, as soon as we did that brunch, we were like, we got to do another brunch. And then we started doing trivia and we're not like extremely consistent with the trivia, but we do get together um, on occasion for trivia. I think we're planning on doing it soon, but the last time we did it, we want a gift card. And so we have to go back. But anyway, so like inviting your neighbors to brunch or, you know, anybody who just might have moved into your town or down the street or whatever, in whatever capacity, um, having that initial meetup or get together is super important and feels important to me, myself personally, um, because I know when I sort of get that like, oh, like, do you want to do brunch today with other people? It feels so good. I get immediately so excited for the bloodies, um, for the food. I am team Bloody Mary. Um, I do think the spices, I mean, the Bloody Mary has to be made well. Like I've been to places where they put like one olive on a toothpick in a Bloody Mary mix and it's just not It's like, really, like, what the hell? Like, why are you even serving this to me or have it as an option if you're not going to, like, throw in a celery stick or a garnish and really 
make it something because like I'm not gonna enjoy bloody if there's one olive in it like seriously anyways so whether you're a mims person or a bloody person um you know I honestly lost my train of thought because I was getting so into the bloody mary concept but overall point here is get together do a brunch with your friends, even if you're not super close with them yet, because I feel like that's a setting where everybody can kind of feel like they can contribute to conversation and where you're, you'll definitely have things to talk about. It's just like a great starting point for either somebody who's new, whether that's yourself or, um, you know, somebody that's joining you in your squad. And so, I totally get that. I totally relate to that. And I feel like that's sort of like the adult version of kind of integrating yourself as a new person in your town, environment, your city, whatever it may be. When it does come to the work thing, like being the new kid in your office, you know, it's more of like an observation period. You're kind of the one sitting back, taking everything in, and then you kind of get to like share your ideas and and share yourself with others. And I feel like I didn't really start doing that until somebody else was new in our office. And then I felt like I was really, you know, teaching her, at least in some retrospect, and it felt good. And, and it felt like, you know, I truly had been there before and I get it. And she's like my exact counterpart at Camp Louise. So it like really, I was really put in this like opportunity to take my newness and and use it to help her get adapted and, and get settled. And it did feel really nice. And that's something that I only hope I can maybe do for somebody else as well. Um, you know, I think sort of like I was what I was saying before with the new semester, I think like being the new kid at camp is totally nerve-wracking. You're thrown into this environment, especially with overnight camp, that you're just like, what am I doing? What is this routine? Who are these people I'm sharing a bunk with? Even with counselors, like we have new counselors every year, some who don't grow up at camp. And it's like, you're you're kind of back to square one. And that's really what the concept of the new kid means to me. Um, you know, I really think like all of these points that Ned makes are about self-starting and like taking initiative and, you know, you need to introduce yourself. Um, you need to be yourself. You know, you need to get to know somebody first before judging them. Um, you know, you need to be good and introduce your friends to this new kid or introduce the, this new kid to your friends because you being that link is going to make a huge difference. Whether you're a new kid at camp, whether you're a new counselor at camp, a new employer in your office, a new student in school, grad school, college, whatever, a new kid in the neighborhood, like in real life, it's all very exciting and it's all very fun and interesting, but also like the scariest thing at the same time. And so I truly appreciate what Ned has to say there. Um, you know, when I was, I was, I was completely new, like out of state. I moved from Massachusetts to Maryland and I was like just totally new. And my boss at the time really was the one who kind of showed me the ropes and showed me everything I could do. And he gave me the push to 
to kind of like branch out and, and work up the courage to like join that kickball team. And so, you know, being the new kid, you do have to initiate yourself, but if you can also be on the other side of that and like help with that initiation, it really like does not go unnoticed. I will never forget the feeling of just like not knowing what I was doing at all and then having that help alongside with me. And so again, take people out to brunch. It really is the best way to get to know people. It's a whole lot of fun and you're drinking and eating and what could be better than doing that at like 11 a.m. on a Saturday or Sunday or Saturday and Sunday. Why not make it a two-day thing? Um, So that's the number one takeaway is bring new people to brunch but it's it's so much more than that. It's just really like the concept of being new, but also like having that newness um, in your group because all of these really do, all three of these bigger tips really do go into each other. You really can't have one without the other because it all just makes sense for like a new start to something. You are new in the environment and then it all comes down to making new friends and just being who you want to be, where you want to be, and what you want to be. And so I really hope that kind of sort of shifts what all of these new things can do for us now. And, um, you know, also reminds us that these things still happen. And even though it's not in a formal middle school or whatever, like school setting, it's still in our life setting. And that's really what kind of shines through here with Ned and his tips. So this week's Facebook post um, is from the South Baltimore community by SBNA page. And this particular post, it's like ridiculous. Um, Basically, this lady, she posted a video a ring video of two dumbasses like going up to what looks like her front steps and taking maybe like pots or like holiday decorations or something and then literally running down the street and throwing them down the street. I mean, obviously these guys were probably drunk um, as, you know, it's often that people will just like walk by somebody else's house and like grab their plant like out of a pot and like hurl it over their shoulder or like hurl it down the street. And actually this guy who hears them kind of walks out of his door to see if he can see them down the street. So basically she posted, anyone know these two? Not huge damage, but destructive delinquents. Guarantee they live in the neighborhood too. Reporting to 311, but if anyone knows them, feel free to let them know we've captured their misdemeanor criminal activity on tape with excellent pictures. Love, Ring. And I will say, I do love our Ring camera. The Rings are super helpful, you know, especially when trying to decipher a situation or something like if somebody kind of like fucked around with your stuff um, in the city because you just never know. And so, like I said, she posted the video and then um, screenshots of the two idiots who like, you know, were stealing their stuff from their front steps and throwing it down the street. And so 
But what really got me were some of these comments. Um, somebody goes, looks like Chad and Brad. And that killed me because it's just like another like classic Fed Hill, like fuckboy duo it looks like. And just probably walking back from the bars and all that sort of thing. You know, everyone's like, see Baltimore, this is why we can't have nice things. Someone said, pretty sure the dude on the left is Charlie Puth. All right. Um, someone else goes, this should be easy to find, these fools. And the original poster responded, it should be, but no serious leads. They probably do live in the neighborhood, though. You know, and like some people, everyone mostly is like, why are people so inconsiderate? Um, you know, like this display I saw earlier. Okay. It sounds like it was like a holiday display and somebody was amazed by it, but it had been trashed by all these jerks. Um, but the, this has really a lot of comments. Um, you know, everyone's mostly just saying like, I'm sorry this happened. Um, somebody really got angry and said, I'm so sick of this trash. It's impossible to do something nice in front of your house without some drunk a-holes damaging it. They will kick over young trees, rip plants out, steal decorations, even throw bricks. It's this kind of BS that makes people want to give up. Yes, violent crime is a priority, but this crap makes people want to give up and move as well. You know, he's not wrong. It's definitely a like a nuisance when people walk by and like take your shit or just throw it around. Like I think maybe like a month and a half ago, um, you know, we put out our recycling every Thursday night and Friday morning, the recycling guys come. And I will say they just kind of like toss the bins on the side of the road. I'm not expecting them to be like nicely placed, but it would be helpful if they were semi placed back near our house or just tossed in our general direction. Um, because our bin went missing for a few days. And then I go to move my car that's parked on the other side of the street a few days later. And I see our recycling bin. Literally, it's full of sand. I don't really know how that happened, but someone just like took the bin, took it over to the other side of the street, filled it with sand and left it outside. And it's like, some of these things don't make sense. I will never understand why these things happen. Even like, I will say, like walking back, you know, one time my brother was visiting and we were walking back and there was like a huge ass cone sitting on the sidewalk. Not going to lie. We took the cone and we ran up the street and ditched it. But like when it, that wasn't necessarily somebody's property, but like, I do understand the frustration when somebody fucks with your property or it's kind of like when someone steals a package, like people just are ruthless sometimes. And I think in terms of like reflecting on how this represents, you know, I I, I definitely don't want to damper 2020 with like, people are going to steal your shit in 2020. But like, I think, you know, no matter how often that happens, I think it's just, you got to recognize like, okay, this is going to happen or it might happen these people are fools. They'll be put on blast anyways. You know, they're being called out already. And, you know, it really is just, it is BS, but it's kind of just people will come together and will be on your side. Um, you know, 
maybe the moral of the story is try not to put anything like super nice outside. Obviously, everybody's got plants. Everybody wants to make their house a home. But um, all in all, I think it's just an overall representation of like no matter how many times somebody tries to fuck with you or, you know, go out of their way to act a fool, just, you know, put them on blast. The community will come together some way, somehow, and to just keep moving on because that's the city life. We all kind of have to deal with that. But in the end, you know, people do come together for stuff like that and 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 move on at, at some point. And so hopefully there are not many hardships in 2020, but that if they do come, we will come together somehow in some way or someone will come together for you in whatever form that may be and we can all move on together. And um, I think that is a good way to kind of end this episode and really recap on everything being new and, and kind of hit the ground running in 2020 in this new decade. And hopefully um, you were able to sort of gain that perspective from me and the silly Facebook posts that I try to bring forth and relate back to, to everything that I try to talk about on here. But again, happy new year. Um, make sure no one fucks with your plants in 2020. And let's start off this new year strong. I have a really good feeling about it. That wraps up today's episode of Girl Help Me Out. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And remember, when it comes to these tips, results may vary. So wrong for so long, only trying to please myself. Girl, I was caught up in her lust when I don't really want no one else. So, no, I know I should have treated you better, but me and you were meant to last forever. So, let me in, give me another chance to really be your man.